Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Creative Contact. I'm your host, Keo Ryan, the man who is obsessed with making great music and teach you how to make your own. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me right now, and I appreciate that. Today's episode is going to be an interesting one, a deep one, a life update one. I decided I tried last week a Q&A style. And people didn't seem too hype off of it just yet, so maybe we'll come back to that in a little bit. And we'll stick with the the life updates, the deep talks. Y'all seem to resonate the most with that. And obviously, I dig those too, just because I feel like this is a good place, a good way for me to articulate kind of what's on my mind, what what I got going on in my head, in my heart, everything in between. And this weekend, this last weekend was a doozy. So the theme of this episode is going to be mental algorithms. And as ridiculous as that sounds, I think that there are these, this is going to sound super nerdy, but it's like this idea of running a code or like running a script in your brain to generate ideas or to bring awareness to ideas. And so this is like the most nerdy way of talking about like awareness and being conscious of your your own thoughts but to me that's kind of what these are these are almost like tools in your tool belt that you can run and be like okay you find yourself kind of drifting along or you're able to be aware of a thought and then you can kind of like run these scripts and your brain will like chuck out new ideas and new thoughts and often for myself i find that helps kind of get me out of a rut when i find myself in them so Let's stick. Let's step back for one second. So I got some stuff I want to talk to you guys about in terms of just life and updates and where we're at, what we're doing, all that stuff. But I wanted to talk to you about comparison because this is something that I find myself struggling with time and time again. There's a certain piece to, I think, specific people. I put myself in this category or maybe I'm recovering, but like a success addict where you, you are, you're very ambitious and you're striving for something. And I think one reason why I live outside the States is because it helps me kind of slow down a little bit, get more in touch with what I'm feeling, with what I want to do. But that piece to me I know is there. This is almost a war with myself more often than not. You know, in terms of that Buddhist philosophy, you're the, the the source of most of your own suffering. I think a lot of us are suffer maybe more from this than we'd like to admit, or maybe we do admit it, and we just want to continue to do the thing, even though we know uh, that this is we aren't necessarily fulfilled. And so, for myself, I find this is something that I often do a pretty good job with. I'd say 90% of the time, I feel like I'm in a good space and I'm able to put my blinders on, just compare Kia to Kia, be on the journey, embrace the process, et cetera, et cetera. All those tropes that you're well aware of that a lot of us, you know, read in our third grade, like hallways, school hallways, but never really paid much attention to. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. (laughs) That said, sometimes 
sometimes it gets you. Sometimes it gets you. Though I'm this is the super this is the nerdiest start to a podcast I've ever had. But I was thinking about it this last week because I knew I wanted to talk about it with you all on the pod today. Of I was like uh, I'm not sure if y'all are Harry Potter fans. If you like with Harry Potter, I know for me growing up that was like a huge piece of my childhood was reading those books and watching those movies. I felt like I grew up with Harry. And I remember there's, I wasn't like super, super nerdy, but I'm going to get a little nerdy in a Harry Potter nerd on you of like, there's this spell called a Patronus where I've talked about this before on the pod. I just like this analogy. I feel like it's fitting where there are these like hooded creatures. I'm not sure if they're, if they're like, old spirits of people i i should brush up on my hairy trivia but they're these like floaty skeleton things and i'm not i can't remember exactly but for if you either for some reason if they're like called to you or um i think you exhibit weakness i can't remember exactly what it is but they'll start to like they'll like suck your soul out also just a ps there's this huge fly flying around so if i seem distracted that's why um but they'll kind of like suck your soul out. And I remember in the second movie, The Chamber of Secrets, this was the one that we owned, my family owned. So I've seen like all the Harry Potters once, except Chamber of Secrets, I've seen like a zillion times. <laughs> Classic. But that's when they like drift through the, it's like when he's on the like, I forget what it's called, the like, the Express, the Hogwarts Express, whatever it is, like Platform 9 and Create Three Quarters shit when he's like on the way to Hogwarts and they're like drifting through the cabins and like they're checking for something and for some reason they get to Harry, they start doing their sucking thing. Pause. And he like passes out or something. And I can't remember if they suck you till you die, but this podcast is already going off the rails. <laughs> but they they like eat your soul for the most part and you have this spell that you can cast called a patronus and everybody's is unique and individual to them and it's an animal and so you send it out and it's like this this cast of like bright light and i remember harry's was a stag and i was talking to a friend about spirit animals yesterday mine i think would either be a tortoise talked about my spirit animal before or maybe a fox this was a new one but anyways you shoot out this like white bright light and it's enough to kind of like keep these like floaty skeleton things at bay but if you're like weak then your patronus doesn't shine as bright and they like especially also if there's a lot of them and they can kind of like they they can eventually kind of wear you down and then when your patronus goes away you're kind of it's like open feeding and they'll um I don't think they kill you, but I think it like knocks you unconscious or something. And that's how I feel is like, I feel like I'm 90% of the time, like I throw up my tortoise Patronus and I'm good. And I feel like this is just kind of like an analogy for life in general. I feel like there's, they're always there, right? Like the Dementors are always circling. I remember in one of the later movies, just to run with the Harry Potter analogy, they'll, as like things are falling apart, like they're in the castle and stuff and they're like the camera zooms out and there's just all these Dementors just like, cause they can float. And so they're just like completely surrounded the school, like the castle. And I feel like that that's kind of like life is that we all are surrounded by our own Dementors 
like all the time, but they're just invisible to everybody else. But they're always there, you know, like looking for an opportunity to, you know, looking for that chink in the armor and they're going to come in and suck your soul out. And there are habits and things that we can do, you know, taking care of your health and friendships and getting sunlight and sleeping well and exercise, all the things that kind of, I feel like, keeps them at bay, right? Keeps your Patronus bright. And I feel like I keep, not going to lie to you, if I, gotta, I keep a pretty bright Patronus. But sometimes that dude, they be leaking through. They be leaking through. One starts sucking my soul out. And then as soon as one kind of finds a chink in the armor, the rest of them kind of can break through. And then they, uh, they do their thing. And it kind of sends me into this like weird dark space that sometimes I have a hard time crawling out of, even with all my tools and mental gymnastics. And so I think that that's something that I found that I wanted to talk to you about today was what that looks like for me, some tools that I've found helpful, and ways that I've been actively trying to keep my Patronus as bright as possible. And so when I look back on this, so this weekend, for some reason, it sent me into a doozy. And like all of our Dementors floating around, floating for us, like we're all going through our own pains and processes. But when I dial it in, it's a couple things. I think one, I'm feeling at this point in my life, like I want, I want a, like an intimate relationship again. I'm, I'm... I'm like ready for something more than a situationship. I'm ready for a substantial, a real, a real lady in my life that I can rock with and do cool stuff and just all of the things. But I'm also so, I'm at this weird point in my life where I'm also really, I feel like I'm just catching kind of momentum doing on my work because I'm at this kind of transitionary point where I'm not... I'm not, I don't have my North Star with the music shit anymore. And so I know that relationships take time and effort. And so I'm at this place where I want, I want that relationship piece, but I'm almost not ready to give it the time I think it needs or like the settle down piece unless she was nomadic as well. And that's, that I think is a piece to this is that I am, I, I love my friends I feel very full in those relationships. I, you know me, I love being by myself. But there is this aspect of, of, of not loneliness per se, but maybe a taste, like a, a taste of loneliness, but like a tinge of that and of a longing, I think, for something for that partnership that I haven't had in a while that I, I, I I'm, if I'm honest, I want again. And so that sometimes will like be one chink in the armor. Like that will be a, Unlike the lonely weekend nights that sometimes will just kind of slip in there. You know, you have dinner and it's like that, like 7.30, 8pm. You're like, man, this would be cool to like have a movie night with a lady friend. But like somebody that you actually want to wake up to the next morning and like spend the day with. There's a difference. So that's one. Is That's like one subtle chink in the armor. Another one I think is... We could break this down because I just like to nerd out on this stuff, like into like biology and also like I want to say like mentality or circumstance. 
and so I think that for me, there's like this element of either, oftentimes, like if I'm not feeling fantastic, I like can go to bed early, wake up the next day and I'm like, I'm straight. Like just like the biology piece of like making sure that sometimes I just have an off day. I get that. But the circumstance piece for me with this, I think was when I dialed it back and looked into like, what were these kind of things that caused the chink in the armor for the weekend? It sent me into the loop is I realized I've been on my digital minimalism tip where I haven't been using social media, except I've set this rule for myself. I'll check it on the weekends. And I realized that it was the social media use again that sends me into this weird place because like you as humans are, I just recorded a YouTube video actually on this this week, but like we're programmed to be to be aware of social hierarchy and structure because that's like the status game that we play. And the way that we do these things is this kind of comparison, this self-evaluation. Where are you? Does this person have something that you could potentially want? Like it's this reptilian brain that we're up against of around comparison. And I realize if I have my blinders on and it's just Kia doing Kia things, I'm straight. It's when I see about like what life could be and it's like that Instagram curated life of these other people, especially my idols, that I'm like, man, and it, it can really get to me sometimes of like wanting to be somebody else. And that thought alone is so... It's kind of heartbreaking. And so I wanted to share that with you because I wasn't sure if that's something that you ever feel too. Because the thing is, I don't want to want to be somebody else. I want to be me. And just because of decisions in life, the way things have planned out, I find myself sometimes in those places of wanting other people's lives. And the thing about that is... I realized you can't want one piece of somebody's life without taking on the whole thing, right? So if you want to be Drake, you can't just be Drake and get all of that without all the other BS stuff that goes along with being Drake, like the fake friendships and, you know, his parent dynamic and stuff like that. And so for me, that's one helpful tool is when I fall into that to say, do I want this whole person shit or like... Do I just want this one piece of it, like a career piece or the relationship piece or their money piece, their location, whatever it is. I'm like, I'm thin slicing their life and that's not really available, right? You don't get, you don't get to just have that best person, that person's life without all the other bullshit that comes along with it. Like I was saying, we all have dementors flying around. You can't just get their sweet part without the dementors. And a lot of times that alone like I was saying before about like running these scripts that like chuck out good ideas, that thought alone often can help me process those emotions of jealousy or envy or whatever. And so that to me is a big one, is that sort of thinking about like what what does that person's full life look like in reality? At the same time, when I hit these kind of intense comparison spirals I think they are just good indicators for me about my own insecurities in my own life and so those I find help me 
dig into like what is it about that thing that they have that I that makes me feel these things that makes me is this something that I truly want or is it just does it seem cool but what what are how can I use this as an indicator for maybe my own personal motivation to say okay I found that I really like this thing whatever this person has how could I incorporate that into my own life and at the same time I think where let's get out of here I think there's this this is hard this is hard this is hard shit to admit but it's the truth there are parts of myself that I this is why I feel like I'm at war with myself there are parts of myself that I can't seem to that I don't love but they're so ingrained in a part of me that they're almost like essential pieces to make my machine like my machinery run and I think I could probably get through some of this stuff if I just like ran more experiments but it's this almost like insane robotic regimented piece of myself that I feel I feel is the key to my happiness because it allows me to have time to do things I want to do be healthy learn cool things be productive and it also is hard because I feel like I can't break out of that. Sometimes, like I can't be normal. I can't like go do normal shit. Like people want to go somewhere for a weekend and it's hard to like, to it, that, it sounds so silly, but like it's hard for me to enjoy those things or like go out in the evening. Like, because I get so obsessed with like wanting to like what my weekend will the things that I've already planned to do for my weekend, often around projects I'm working on or my boxing training or dancing or like learning Spanish. Like I have all these things that I'm, that I love and bring me a lot of joy, but it's like learning how to let go of those things and to be more like human and to like just enjoy going away for the weekend and just like being in it and being like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be rather than always being somewhere else like mentally and emotionally like about how I could be kind of like this like reverse Tetris sort of thing of like building these blocks in my life towards where I want to go and so I think that sometimes can be a little frustrating is like self-acceptance maybe is a good word for it and that's where with the comparison sometimes I find that the comparison piece that that throws me for a loop is seeing these other people's lives and wondering if I've how much time I've wasted. Like, although wasted again isn't a great way to think about it because, right, you learn a lot from it, but it still sometimes feels that way. Of like, for example, the one of the people who was this weekend that really threw me for a loop is this YouTuber. His name's Nathaniel Drew. He's 24. He has this awesome YouTube channel. He makes like super cool videos that he like tells the type of video stories that I'd love to tell. It's like millions of subscribers. Um, and he like speaks a bunch of languages. He can dance. He makes amazing films. And I'm like almost a decade older than him. And that's where sometimes like, man, like I wonder, I wonder how I'll feel at 40. And say, like, okay, this is a, this is like a painful thing. Like, Deep in my soul sometimes, it's like this pain of wanting to be somebody else 
it's so real. That envy, that physical pain is so real. If you felt it, you know what I'm talking about. It like hurts in your like heart. And so I think, okay, this is a real painful experience. How can I incorporate this in my life now so that I don't, I can feel good about Kia down the line. And at the same time, when I fall into these traps of comparison and, and envy, I can also get really frustrated with myself because at this point in my life, like I am my own, I run my own little company. I have complete control of my time. So it's like, why, what am I envious of, you know? And in this crazy world of all these billions of people to be living this life that I'm living, I feel incredibly wealthy, not necessarily in terms of money, but like time wealth or autonomy and family and love and these other things that I feel so like I'm in this thin 1% of truly fortunate folks who had cool parents and who's able to live comfortably and pursue my art that I can also get, it, it like loops even into that too of being frustrated that I even feel these things in the first place. That like, why can't I be more grateful for these things? And I think that that's the, the Achilles heel and the superpower of being human is that we are so adaptable. That there will always be a new baseline. That you win the like from research around lottery winners, I was looking into this for my YouTube video, they like come back to like the same level of happiness in like a year because that's, that's what we do, right? We adapt. There's, it's, that's how we're able to achieve such incredible things. But also I think we aren't programmed to be happy, right? It's where we're programmed to survive, to procreate, to reproduce. And those don't always go hand in hand, like happiness and fulfillment and um, self-preservation. And so that understanding of like my biological experience, acknowledging that, and then also trying to be, practice more being grateful, practice more being like in the moment helps me a lot, but I don't always get there. And I find the times when I'm the most unhappy are when I'm the most envious or when I'm comparing myself to other people. That if I'm able to just focus on Kia's past life, busboy, substitute teacher, like I feel so happy now to be able to make music I'm passionate about, even though it hasn't gone anywhere. Like I was laying in bed the other morning, I woke up excited to jump out of bed, work on some stuff, work on some music. I've got these YouTube projects. And I was like, there's a very real possibility that the music like never takes off and being like, I'm cool with that. Like I'm just going to give my art to the world, give myself to the world, just create what I enjoy creating. I'm excited about creating, find some way to eke out a living doing this thing. And either the timing is going to come through where as my genre, what I'm up to at that moment in time catches, it works 
either it's a persistence consistency thing where over time people eventually end up fucking with it or it never takes off and nobody ever sees these videos nobody ever listens to the music and the, to me it's like that i'm finally able at this point i feel like to be okay with that to be like i'm going to put it out there i'm going to continue to create do what i can you know my YouTube hustle, like work on thumbnails and keyword research and do what I can in terms of like trying to get, trying to market it, but I'm not going to let that phase me and it's a life in pursuit and it's sacrificing for art that to me feels like a life well lived. And I think that that's maybe because I don't have kids and it's like, Kids, I think, are such an intangible that you can probably only feel that type of love when you have them. So there's that. But just really being okay and excited about doing the work for the sake of the work and for the embracing the craft. And maybe this doesn't last forever. Maybe there's a point where I'm like, okay, listen, I need, I want people to listen to music again. Like, I'm going to go market this shit again. But at this point, I'm like cool without TikTok. I'm cool without Instagram. I'm just doing my YouTube thing. And I'm just having a blast making it. And that's enough. That As long as I'm not looking at Drake, I'm not looking at a little baby, I'm not looking at YouTubers, Nathaniel Drew, whatever, whatever, I feel pretty good. The key is at this, at this juncture, my Skillshare, the platform, and you to me, these kind of online course platforms are starting to become really competitive. And so my online business is, it's like steadily declining the traffic I'm getting. And so I'm at that point where my my individual beat school stuff is cool and going well. And I've got some really cool projects that I'm working on that I signed an NDA for. And so I need to talk to them if I can talk about it yet or not, but I'm building out some cool stuff. But my personal courses and things I've just, I'm not, I'm not super passionate about them anymore. And so it's really hard for me to like get up in the morning and like build those out. Whereas I'm hoping I've been stacking cash because I live so, I live pretty low key for the most part, other than all the one-on-one classes of boxing and dance, et cetera, et cetera, I've been doing. But for the most part, pretty low key that I can tell that this is like a chapter that is either coming to an end or I need to like double down on. And I'm hoping that I have enough like squirreled away that I can ride this out, maybe move back to Asia if I need to, just like straight up budget it out and build this YouTube channel at least to the point where I can generate some income from it. Because I I don't love the teaching of the beat school stuff, but I do love teaching around like life stuff, this sort of stuff. I love talking about this sort of stuff, emotions, mindset, envy, jealousy, psychology, like reading books about this, personal development, trying to just figure out this life, this war with myself and self-acceptance and love and relationships that I I consume so much content about this. It's helped me so much. I'm excited about sharing this with the world and I feel like there is an angle for it if I can figure it out and stay patient with it. But the music right now is just something that I will continue to do because I love to do it and maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but um, only time will tell. So that's my confessional 
to y'all. Thank you for tuning in. If you made it this far, you're a real one. I'll be posting the YouTube videos and things of that nature here. Uh, they're on my YouTube channel under Kia Orion. The music one's under Kia Orion Music. And you can check them out. I'd love your feedback. I'm just getting started. I'm shooting from the hip. I don't really know what I'm doing yet. So those are open for you to please shoot holes in them and let me know what you think. Other than that, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I appreciate you. And I'll check you on the next one. See you next week. Peace. Don't throw the mentors in. You got this.